Welcome to the Minutes of Faith podcast, where we dive into Scripture and explore amazing things God is doing today. Our aim is for you to receive encouragement and God's direction for you in today's world. Here's your host and author of her latest book, Praying for America and the Army of God, Debbie Jansen. Thank you, Ken. Um, today's episode is going to be quick and it's going to be long because we need to cover four chapters in order to get through this season and finish the book. Um, we are studying my book, Praying for America and the Army of God. And we're on day 19, which is education. And then we're going to do 20, which is parenting, 21, witnessing through excellence, and 22, entertainment. And these four basically are chapters about your influence and how you take your Christian aspect into the public world. And it's not always that you're witnessing or preaching with words. You're doing it with your life. So I'm going to try to get through these four chapters really quickly. I'm going to have to leave out a lot of stuff. So I do hope you will get the book, Praying for America and the Army of God. You can purchase it on Amazon, or you can get a little bit of a discount if you go to my website at debbiejansen.com. Okay, day 19 is education, and it's by my daughter, Amy Williams. Uh, she is a, a teacher with um, credentials to teach handicapped children and children with learning disorders. And her scripture is, Apply your heart to instruction and your ears to words of knowledge. And that's Proverbs twenty three twelve. Um, she gives, uh, she says, when a student, I'm, I'm skipping over stuff, so forgive me if I just kind of give you be, bits and pieces of this. But she says, when a student takes what he and she has learned and then influences others, education continues. And she gives this quote, inspiration enhances knowledge, which grows into creativity that spreads to influence others. How right she is. And she says, education is the great influencer. Teachers can take the strength and weaknesses of a child and help to mold them into positive traits that will impact not only the child's life, but society as well. Part of the problem we have in America right now is that too many children aren't strong. They don't really know the basics of education and they're struggling. And when you put those into adult life, then we have a problem. She also says we are only as strong as our weakest educational link. So I'm going to give you my opinion real quickly here. Get involved in your school system. And if your school system isn't willing to stop teaching things they shouldn't and start teaching the basics of education, then maybe it's time to homeschool or find someone that will help you homeschool. Amy goes on to say, teachers must approach their students with a desire to reach for the stars, even if it seems impossible. Now, she was teaching in uh, another state, and uh, she was teaching children with disabilities. Uh, 
And she, when she got hired on and walked into the classroom, she said she instantly felt very sorry for one child who was in a wheelchair. Tom, and that was not his real name, had a traumatic brain injury and did not have mobility in his legs. The first time I saw him, Amy said, it broke my heart. Most of the day, Tom sat in a corner strapped to his wheelchair. He moved his head around and made noises, but had no mental stimulation or interaction with anyone. She went to the other ladies in the room, or I think there was a guy too, but she said, I asked questions about Tom, and they looked at me as if I had three heads. If you challenge him to do anything, they said, he will be aggressive. Just feed him and leave him alone. It's what's best for him and for you. But Amy said she hated watching him just sit there. I knew there must be more to his life. So she went about doing some research and coming up with a plan. And she started encouraging Tom to do more. And the one thing he wanted to do was to do something physical. And he couldn't. And Amy set up a situation where he had to obey her in order to get to play soccer, uh, which she describes it in here, and it was a sad way to see him try to swing his legs and hit at the ball. Um, But then there was also one of those big wheel tricycles in the room, and she put him on him she put him on it one day and encouraged him to try to use his legs to make it go now the neurosurgeon had told them that tom would never be able to do anything physical but during the time that amy taught her class she not only got him to play a little bit of soccer by swinging his legs around but when the parents came in for a parental day Amy proudly was able to show them that Tom could push the pedals in that bike and make it go. And they stood there and cried because they said the neurosurgeon said he would never be able to do anything like that. Now, Amy goes on to say, teachers can accomplish the impossible. Most learners do not know what they can do until a teacher or a mentor inspires them to reach for the heavens. And she gives several quotes. It is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creative expression and knowledge. And that was Albert Einstein. Then William A. Ward said, The mediocre teacher tells, the good teacher explains, the superior teacher demonstrates, and a great teacher inspires. Wow. We need to pray for our teachers, but we need to pray that they will help their students reach for the stars, learn more, have have basic education, get that grounding so that when they move on to take care of America and to become prominent people in America, America will succeed. Now, I wrote Day 20 because I've written a lot of parenting articles and books, and um, this one is called Parenting for a Better Future because never, never, never parent for just right now. Always parent for the future. 
And my scripture verse is, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. Well, I give you a little example at the first, a funny story, and then I say parents are the most powerful people on earth, and they are. While trying to deal with an out-of-control toddler, you may not feel powerful, but you are. And you are also doing the most important thing you will ever do. You are molding the thoughts and experiences of someone who will one day go out into the world and make a difference. Too many parents have believed the lies of psychiatry and psychology, and they just let their kid grow up. They feed them, and they take them to stuff, and they buy them stuff, and that's it. Well, that's not helping anything. Your parenting has the single greatest impact on your child's life and on everybody around that child and on America. And it will also affect everything and everyone that child is around. More important, good parents have the ability to mold and shape their children so that they can accept God's calling on their lives. Not only are you in charge of growing adults for society, you are training future disciples and soldiers in the army of God. Wow, that's a big chore to do. Now, I go on to explain how psychology works. Psychology and psychiatrists, they just go for the numbers. They go for the averages. They tell you, um, don't worry about your kid acting out or having um, temper tantrums or whatever. Every kid does that. Well, here's the problem. Not every kid does. And psychologists do not study the minorities. They don't study the the parenting that gets that good kid out there. They don't study that. They just study what the majority of people do, and then they pat parents on the back and say, oh, don't worry about it. Well, don't believe the lie. You can change your child's behavior without hurting his core personality. With God's help, you can have an impact on his life. You can help your child become everything God intended him to be. You can have hope if you look at the best responses, not the worst. You have the power to help your child overcome any situation he faces. But you have to strive to be the exception rather than the norm. Now, some people have said it's not that simple, Debbie. And I say, yeah, you're right. Parenting can seem complicated and hard, especially when you're mired in the day-to-day trials of messy children. And I will admit that the task of good parenting is multifaceted. But it is simple when you look at the one connection to every issue. You must capture your child's heart. In my book, Discipline Exposed, Surviving Fried Worms and Flying Mud Balls, Now, I'm redesigning that one, and I'm updating it, and it should be ready in a few weeks for 2022 parents. But in this book, Discipline Exposed, Surviving Fried Worms and Flying Mud Balls, I explain that discipline becomes easier when you capture your child's heart. You have to convince your child that what you're asking him to do is the only choice, the right choice, the choice that will give him everything he wants, 
Now, there's a process to doing that properly. You can't just make demands or treat him like a slave and insist they do it. You have to capture his heart. When a child is completely convinced that an action is the only right thing to do, he will live for it and fight for it. Only when you've made an impression on his heart will you make an impression on his life. Now, I go on in this chapter to talk about a little bit about discipline and how that discipline of your child can completely change America in 20 years or less. <clears throat> in every election cycle, Christian adults begin to fuss about the possibility of the loss of Christian freedoms. We need constitutionalist judges. We need better people running for office. We need someone who will stand up for our freedoms. Well, you know what? That all begins with parenting. If parents raise better children, and they raise children who are willing to be politicians, educators, influencers, of every kind, and we flood America with these good people who are willing to influence others, guess what? America changes. It changes. Don't tell me parents aren't powerful. What you do in your home will change America for better or for worse. And I give you several examples in this chapter of how we do that. Now, day 21 is witness through excellence. And it's all about a specific situation that I had come up. What it, I use Colossian, Colossians 3, 23 through 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Well, a long time ago, while I was going to college, I got a job at Superior Court. And I joined a group of ladies who typed real estate information for attorneys. And this was pre-computers and the most boring job I've ever had. Um, when I came in there, they were about two to three weeks behind in their work. Uh, we did take a lunch, and I was new there, um, but they kind of made fun of my Christianity because they asked me if I was a Christian. And that night, the first night when I went home, I read a scripture verse in Romans twelve eleven. It says, Do not be lazy, but always work hard. Work for the Lord with a heart full of love for Him. And so I made up my mind that's what I was going to do. I was going to work as hard as I could and show them that my excellence was reflected because of my Christianity. Now, when they made fun of me, one of the girls had said, I could never be a Christian because I live by some who are dirty and they fuss and they scream and they yell and they don't take care of their house and they're just lazy. And every Christian I've met is lazy. So I made sure they were not going to say that about me. I have a plaque here on my, my bookcase that I love it. It says, every job is a self-portrait of the person who did it. 
autograph your work with excellence. And that's what I did. For a month, I worked through lunch. I worked late at night. I stayed after. I came in early. And by the end, I think it was two months, I had helped to get everything caught up. Instead of being two weeks behind, we were sitting around drinking coffee and having a donut and waiting for the mail to come in so we had something to do. And because of that, the girl that had made the most fun of me, she said, I want to go to your church because you are the first Christian I've ever met that really lived their faith. So this whole chapter, then, I give you more examples of relatives and friends that have gone out and made sure everything they did in the public sector and at home with their children reflected their faith. Wow. I hope you will read that chapter and just think about your own life. Now, the last one, Day 22, was written by my son, Jamie Jansen. Jamie studied in New York to be an actor. He worked in California for a while. Uh, He was one of the extras on The Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg, along with a ton of other work that he did in California. Um, He is now in Ohio with his own video and media uh, company. Um, And Jamie knows a lot about the movies, and that's what this is going to be talking about today. Uh, His scripture is Ephesians 2.10. We are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Um, He tells you a little bit about his experience in Hollywood and and with the movies. And he talks about some of the negative parts of that and, and how they have hurt our society. But then he says the positive side is the greater opportunity to get good quality content out to viewers. Directors have so many more avenues open to them. Many great actors, directors, and production employees in the entertainment industry are Christians who are doing their best to provide wholesome entertainment to make our society better. They know that a fantastic story coupled with great camera angles, great performances, and stirring music will ensure emotional involvement, and that involvement can influence and change the heart in the viewer. He talks about It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and how much it meant to him and what a great impact that movie had to saving people from committing suicide. He talks, then he talks about The Fellowship of the Ring. He said, I can't help the huge lump that forms in my throat during the last scene of The Fellowship of the Ring. You can view the almost four-minute clip on YouTube entitled Breaking of the Fellowship or the Road Goes Ever On. In this clip, the camera is focused on the main character, Frodo, who has suffered greatly to keep the one ring safe from the people who would use it for evil. 
Others have sacrificed their very lives. At this point, Frodo struggles with his desire to go on alone in order to protect his friends from danger and temptation. I love the way Jamie explains the whole scene and the music and why we're feeling what we're feeling. He says here, Tolkien's brilliant Ring Trilogy books are well served by the music, the photography, and the look on the actor's face as the viewers are taken through the process with Frodo as he makes his decision. His head dips, but only a bit. His eyes fill with new tears, then open with the insight of someone stronger. He takes a breath, closes his hand around the ring, and stomps to a boat to row away. In the distance, you hear his best friend Sam yelling, Frodo, Frodo, no. Frodo gets in the boat and rows away. Now, I'm Jamie does a better job with this, but I have to hurry on here. Uh, and Sam runs after him. Sam begins to drown. And then Jamie says, for a good 20 seconds, you believe that these two friends are now going to be separated by death. The music, the photography, and the face of Sam as he sinks below the water combine to pull you into the emotions of the scene. Frodo rows back to pull him out of the river and into the boat. When he does, he says, I'm... um." Sam says, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo, a promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee, and I don't mean to. I don't mean to. And they hug. And Jamie goes on to say, in a few short minutes, we feel the weight of the enormous task before Frodo. His struggles and loneliness, his resolve and determination, his worry and fear of loss. And finally, we see him triumph and the amazing gift of a true friend. He will not be alone, and neither will we in the audience. We have the truest of friends at our side. I love this paragraph. Jamie says, within this almost four-minute clip, you may feel your own courage rumble and then surface. You want to be like Frodo and face your fears. You want to have a great friend like Sam. You want to sail away on a lake not knowing what the outcome will be or even if you will be safe. You just want to try. That, my friends, is true impact and the powerful influence for good. That kind of wonderful entertainment holds the possibility of a life-changing experience. And then he gives the scripture verse, Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God created. Christians need to understand the power we have in creativity. I encourage you to get this book and read all of these chapters. They are just packed with good things. But the most important thing that we're learning with these four chapters is that Christians need to work and to move in the area of influencing others in America. And we need to pray for teachers, for parents. We need to pray for excellence in our own life. And we need to pray for people who make our entertainment. I'm going to ask you today, I'm going to pray with you just here for a minute. 
but I'm going to ask you today to spend the whole day thinking about your influence and what God's plan is for your life. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time with my listeners today. I ask you to um, answer the prayers that they need answered so that they can move forward and give them a desire to be influencers for you in America. God, we need more dedicated people who are concerned about what they can do to help their families, their schools, their communities, and their country to be better. Give my listeners a desire to move forward and to influence others for you. In the precious name of Jesus, I ask this. Amen. If you're looking for more encouragement and guidance, claim your copy today of Praying for America and the Army of God by Debbie Jansen. It's available on Amazon.com or visit DebbieJansen.com. Get your copy today.